What's good, everybody, man? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to the Back Row Commander Show. Actually went on live a few minutes ago, and it was a blooper because I meant to record and not go live. Then I seen somebody ask a question in the comment section, and I felt bad. I said, okay, you know what? This is going to be a live show, but this is going to be a quick little 15 to 20 minute show talking commanders. Um, but the last time Taylor Heineke played against Green Bay, it didn't end well. There was an uh, opportunity where he should have uh, slid into the end zone or dove into the end zone, and he didn't dive. And then that ended up being the result of the game. They said that he, you know, he slid and didn't dive in, and he dove in. It would have been a touchdown. But um, what does that mean this year? This year, the Green, Bay, the Green Bay Packers have a better defense, but a worse off offense. Outside of Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, the wide receiver group is kind of suspect, right? You don't know what to expect. You don't know what to expect out of this wide receiving group. Um, but Romeo Dobbs is nice. I love Romeo Dobbs a lot. Um, then you have the likes of Randall Cobb is out, right? Oh, hold on, hold on. What's good? I got some people in the comment section. In the comment section. All right, we got Luis. Luis says should have been Sam Howell. Perfect uh, game to show his talent. I don't think that Sam Howell is ready, and I'm going to get into Sam Howell in a minute. Shave Dre Book, what's good? He says, DJ Moore is available in my league. Should I snag him and drop Gage? Yes, I would definitely pick up DJ Moore, stash him, and drop Gage. I think that DJ Moore offers way more upside than a Russell Gage. But back to Sam Howell. I don't think that Sam Howell is ready, and this is why. It's tough for a fifth-round rookie like Sam Howell to come in with a bad offensive line. He's still learning the offense. Um, I don't think that, that he has a full grasp of the offense just yet. Yes, he has the weapons, but I think that it's something that we need to ease him on in. Now that you have Sam Howell getting uh, second-team reps, that's going to bode well for him. So I love him getting second-team reps. If he gets first-team reps, let's say he's splitting first-team reps with Taylor Heineke like these next four weeks, then it's something different to talk about. But as of right now, you can't really say, hey, you put in Sam Howell uh, to show his talent. We know he has a, some level of talent. We've seen it at North Carolina. Sam Howell is a guy that needs weapons around him. We saw what he did with Deami Brown, Javante Williams, and Michael Carter. That being said, the commanders do have the talent around him. It's just that he's a rookie, and I'm telling you, he is going to get sacked. I know he's mobile, but I don't think he's ready for the big lights or for the big games just yet. By week 10, week 11, week 12, that's Sam, that's Sam, that is Sam Howell territory. That's where I think that he's going to be able to thrive. And, you know, being in the NFL and learning and grasping things and learning the offense, he should know the offense fully by then. He should be acclimated with different things that's going on in the offense by then. I just don't want to see Sam Howell in there right now struggling with the battle line and not knowing the offense. Now, everybody says, well, Taylor, Taylor Heineke this, Taylor Heineke that. There's two things. If you start Taylor Heineke right now, right, which they are, it's showing you that the team is still serious about winning games. You go Sam Howell, it means that you've thrown in the towel. You have to realize that the teammates, like there are guys on the Washington Commanders team that love Taylor Heineke. We know that he's limited, but he has moxie, he has heart, he plays the game a certain way, right? Sam Howell still needs to command the respect of the rest of his peers. That can happen in two weeks. It can happen in three weeks. I don't know when that's going to happen, but 
when Sam Howell has that locker room and, and the respect of his of his team, then like you want to talk about guys like Bailey Zappi, right? I get it. Bailey Zappi has stepped in a fourth round rookie and played well, but he was a third stringer and he they had no choice but to go ahead and put you know Bailey Zappi in the game. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, she, uh, Chef Dre Book says Hurst is sitting there. I got Borrow in a two quarterback league. And I have Taysom Hill in a flex spot. What do you think? I would go Hurst over Taysom Hill. I don't trust Taysom Hill. Um, you know, he's random, but all tight ends are random. But I would go Hurst over Taysom Hill this week. And I'm actually doing that in several uh, leagues that I have uh, Taysom Hill. I'm going Hurst over Taysom Hill. Now, I want to show you guys some highlights uh, from uh, – Taylor Heineke last year when he played Green Bay. I'm going to dive into those stats because I want to look at what was the difference between Green Bay last year and Green Bay this year. Terms of different scenarios that we're going to look at in just a minute. Um, Luis says, still wondering when Chase is coming back from injury. I was hoping it was this week. It's obviously not this week. It might be two or three weeks from now. Uh, but I know like he's, you know, he's progressing. He's always trying to warm up before the games and everything. Um, I think, to be honest, with Chase Young coming back and being part of the team and being part of that, being part of this defensive line, I think it bodes well. I'm going to pull up some stats that that's going to highlight and show what this defensive line actually looks like currently. Um, they've been like tops in in our, in our pressure and uh, all these different stats. I pulled it up. Um, my very good friend Josh Taylor had it up on on his page. There it is. Found it. Let me go ahead and share my screen. Yeah, I mean, this defense has really stepped up in a big way. And for me, I, I've always wondered, what would this defense look like without Chase Young? Who's going to step up? Tons of guys stepped up. So so here is the visual right here, okay? And we're just talking about just specifically four-man rush, right? Four-man rush rate. The commanders are number one, okay? You have Allen with 18 pressures. You have Sweat with 21 pressures. You have... Allen with 14. They have a, a um, 374% pressure rate when four men rush. Was it 37.4? I'm sorry, 37.4. My bad job, my bad job. 37.4. Uh, look, I'm running low on sleep right now, so y'all just bear with me. So this defense is pretty good. 19 sacks, that's third in the NFL. That's as solid as it comes, and that's without Chase Young. Just imagine what Chase Young can bring to the table being added to this uh, defensive front four. Not just the front four. You have guys like Cameron Curl. You have Jamin Davis that has, I think, about three sacks. So you have guys that are on the commanders that are out here uh, pursuing the quarterback. And you got to pursue Aaron Rodgers a lot this Sunday. He doesn't look good. I talked about it earlier on in the show. Guys like Romeo Dobbs, who I like a lot. Um, there's no Randall Cobb. Uh, you have Lazard. Um, Christian Watson, he's more of like a jet sweep guy, a, a guy that they drafted in the first round. Then you have Aaron Rodgers. The offensive line is okay. You have Robert Tanyan. So he has some guys that he's familiar with and some vets, but that offense is not clicking. They're struggling to score points. They lost to the Giants. They lost to the Jets. Why not the Commanders? Well, to be honest, the Commanders are worse than the Jets and the Giants. So you can't say, how about the Commanders? Uh, we are the easy game for several teams. But yeah, when I when I look at this defensive line, defensive line is special. They continue to add pressure, and now we're putting pressure on the team 
to pay Deron Payne. Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen both lead the team in sacks with 3.5. So you're putting major pressure on the team to pay both guys. Montez Sweat, he's playing unbelievable right now. But we got more um, things to share with you guys. Let me go here. Let's look at some uh, Taylor Heineke highlights from last year. I want to highlight a play. I think it was a touchdown to Terry McLaurin. And um, it was it was it was a pretty good play, pretty good play. So we're gonna share the screen. We're going. They're gonna be packed in tight here for first down. Jalen Smith on the blitz, almost gets home. Heineke lets it fly. McLaurin end zone touchdown. Washington strikes right back. A pretty good play. This was, I believe, it was week seven. Yeah, the squad was two and four. Guess what the team's record is this year? They are two and four, <laughs> okay? But the difference between the Packers last year and the Packers this year is that Packers are not as good. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the box score from that game. Um, Commanders versus Green Bay in 2021. Just to look at some similarities or some things that we can look forward to, honestly. Uh I put okay. Commanders in Green Bay 2021. Box score. I would show you guys a video, but uh YouTube has like regulations to where they don't allow that. And I'm not trying to get booted off. Um so Washington Commanders lost that game. Um I'm gonna stop screen and reshare my screen. So the commanders lost that game. And what was crazy was that the Commanders had a chance to win the game. You know, it was a Green Bay team that was really, really good, playing really, really well, but they didn't scare anybody. Um, so looking at the box score, Taylor Heineke threw the ball 37 times. He had 268 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. He also ran the ball 10 times for 95 yards, and that's what I like. That's what's going to help the Commanders win this game on Sunday because you have a Taylor Heineke that has the ability to run 10 carries for 95 yards. Carson Wentz hasn't even done that for the entire year in the six games that he's played. Antonio Gibson, 14 carries for 51 yards. Another thing that's going to help the commanders is Brian Robinson Jr. You insert Brian Robinson Jr. He's a much better runner than Antonio Gibson. If he gets 14 carries, you can count that for maybe 75, 80 yards. He has that potential to do that. I'm not saying that Taylor is going to run 10 times for 95 yards, but he has that potential. And that's why I feel like he, he gives the commanders a better chance at, at winning this game and, you know, winning, you know, this season. Look at that game. Terry McLaurin had seven receptions for 122 yards in one score. The difference is the Packers have a much better defense this year. So it's not going to be as easy as it was last year. Now, Ricky Seals Jones was the team's second best receiver. That just shows you how bad this team was. They had no weapons. Adam Humphreys, JD McKissick, Dax Mill, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Carter. You can replace all these guys. If Logan Thomas plays, you have Jahan Dotson, you have Curtis Samuel healthy, you have Antonio Gibson and, and, and Cole Turner, and all these different guys in the tight end room. Defensively, uh, uh, Jonathan Allen had two sacks. 
he can get two sacks this game, you know, uh, with the offensive line being not as solid as it was. You know, they have – they're kind of shaky, but Aaron Rodgers makes things cool because he's Aaron Rodgers. Montez, what else I had a sack? I can predict that the commanders get at least three sacks. You know, it might not be Jonathan Allen. It might not be Montez Sweat. We have um, um, Obata playing well. You have, um, you know, Cameron Curl, Jamin Davis. You have different guys that you can deploy. And this game, they had Chase Young. You know, Matt Idonis was here. So, I, I look, I, I love the chance for the commanders to come out and give Green Bay a great game. I'm not saying that we win the game, but what I am saying is that you have a shot when you have a mobile quarterback dealing with a terrible offensive line. Then you have to think, maybe the offensive line wasn't all that great last year. Maybe Taylor Heineke was able to help hide some of the issues that the offensive line was having. Now, let's look at Green Bay. Let's look at what Green Bay did last year during this matchup. Give me one more. Where is my screen? My screen is all over the place. My bad. My bad, y'all. All right, here we go. So we look at Green Bay's box score last year, and Aaron Rodgers had 274 yards and three touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers has not looked like Aaron Rodgers this year. We're going to dive into Aaron Rodgers. One thing that the commanders have done well all season for the most part is stopping the run. Outside of that Detroit Lions game and a few other uh, games or a few other moments in games, they've done well stopping the run. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they they were non-factors. Devontae Adams destroyed us six receptions for 76 yards and a score. He's eliminated. There's no Devontae Adams on Sunday. Robert Tanya, he had a great game last week. He might have a great game again this week. He's there. He's healthy. Lazard is there, and he's healthy, right? But what I look at is Randall Cobb is out. You add Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs is pretty solid. I love what Romeo Dobbs brings to the table. So, with Romeo Dobbs and uh, guys like uh, Christian Watson, those guys are inexperienced. So I'm not worried about what those guys are going to be able to do uh, come Sunday. What I'm looking at is the dynamic. The dynamic was Devontae Adams. Can Aaron Rodgers overcome not having Devontae Adams versus the commanders? The commander's defense is getting better. They are going to apply pressure on Aaron Rodgers. So you're going to see a lot of pressure being applied on Aaron Rodgers. Now, we're going to dive into Aaron Rodgers just a little bit to kind of give you guys a background on what Aaron Rodgers has been doing. Now, granted, the last game, um, these guys had about five sacks or so. Yeah, about, yeah, about no, four sacks. Four or five sacks. And um, even though Taylor Heineke is mobile, I just wanted to highlight that, he still is going to get sacked. We're just saying that with Taylor Heineke being mobile, he's going to help this offensive line that is not so good. So with all that being said, with being sacked four times, he was able to gain 95 yards on the ground. So I love the chances there. Um, I think the commanders can limit Green Bay to 21 or less points. If they can do that and muster up 20 points of their own, they got a chance to win this game with a field goal. So, so those are some of the things that I'm looking at. But as I dive into Aaron Rodgers a little bit more, let's look at what he's doing this season. Pull up his stats. So the game versus the Vikings, he had 195 yards, no touchdowns, interception. Then versus the Bears, he had 234 yards, 
two touchdowns, no picks. It was kind of like, okay, Aaron Rodgers is kind of back. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not a big yardage guy. He's a big touchdown guy. We go to the Buccaneers game, 255 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception versus the Patriots, another solid defense, 250 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. You go versus the Giants, 222 yards uh, passing, two touchdowns, no interception. So it's like every game has been under 251 yards for Aaron Rodgers. Over under Aaron Rodgers, 251 yards. That's kind of what it boils down to. Over under Aaron Rodgers, 150, 151 yards. I will say under. I will say under. I, I think it's going to be one of those grinding out type games. But we'll see what happens. Luis writes, the defense has gotten better, but the flags hasn't stopped. Absolutely. Penalties have destroyed this team and continue to destroy this team. What I would like to see from this team is consistency. William Jackson III, he wants to trade, so hopefully he doesn't play. We're going we're gonna to rock with guys like Wagus and, you know, Benjamin St. Juice has been solid. Benjamin St. Juice versus Romeo Dobbs is a very good matchup. Or versus, Aaron, uh, versus Alan Lazard. You can go back and look at the tape. Sauce Gardner versus uh, Lazard is Sauce Gardner versus Romeo Dobbs. Some textbook coverage. Lazard and Romeo Dobbs are not necessarily speed guys. They're not guys that are going to kill you with their speed. They're guys that are going to kill you with route running and slants and intermediate stuff. Benjamin St. Juice, he has the speed, he has the strength, he has the size. I love that matchup. And I think Washington can win that matchup. It's all about the other side. Will Fuller, Wild Goose, can these other guys step up and do, the, I mean, do their job, hold their own? Robert Tanya is going to be the second most targeted guy for Green Bay. We got to watch him. Are the backers ready to cover Robert Tanya? Also, I expect a heavy dose of A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones. You're going to see both guys in the backfield at the same time. One's blocking, one's going out for catches. I mean, they're going to utilize those guys. Those are literally their best weapons, Aaron, uh, A.J. Dillon and then uh, also Aaron Jones. So I'm intrigued to see how they match up defensively. All I wanted to do was to kind of go over Aaron Rodgers' play this year and kind of show you guys that he has not been blowing it up. He's not been tearing it up. So far in the season, he has 1,400 yards passing. He has nine touchdowns and three interceptions. Like I told you guys, Aaron Rodgers is not a big yardage guy. If you look through his career, he's never had more than 4,600 yards passing. Never. And most times it's like around 42, 44, 40, 42, 4,100. Even last year. 4,100 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions. So Aaron Rodgers is a low interception guy. In the last few years, four picks, five picks, four picks. Already this season, after six games, Aaron Rodgers has three interceptions already. These are red flags. This might be a year where Aaron Rodgers hits double-digit interceptions. The commanders struggle to get takeaways. They got some takeaways last, last week. They won that turnover battle, and that's what propelled the commanders to literally win that game. We know, that we know that the commanders are really bad. But at the end of the day, getting in a new quarterback, this is literally going to be a, a whole new team. I'm telling you guys, this will not be the team that you've seen the last three weeks. I'm not saying that it results in a win. I'm just saying with Taylor Heineke's mobility is going to help this team a lot. And from what I'm seeing, Aaron Rodgers might throw a pick or two. I mean, he it's just not really Aaron Rodgers. It's more so the defense. And if you look at his passer rating, this is his lowest – passer rating since 
2007, uh, since 2015, when he had 92.7. And 92.7 is not like so, so bad, but so far this year, 94.2 passing rate, um, passing rating for Aaron Rodgers. So I'm just saying he's not playing his best. The offense isn't playing his best. But Aaron Rodgers, if it's one thing about Aaron Rodgers is that he's very accurate. He's going to complete anywhere between 62 to 67% of his passes that means a lot of first downs that means a lot of check downs that means you know progressing so keys to the game commanders got to get takeaways you got to get takeaways if you don't get takeaways you have no shot at beating green bay number two pressure 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 not just pressure actually getting home to the quarterback and creating some negative plays you got to have these guys on third and long and, and, and you know uh uh second and long and things of that nature you got to apply pressure, and then on third down, bring the house. I know Aaron Rodgers is, is as accurate as they come. I know Aaron Rodgers is that dude, but when it's third and four, third and five, whatever whatever the case may be, bring the pressure. You got to apply pressure towards Aaron Rodgers. You got to frustrate him. You got to make him mad because his receivers are still learning. So this is a perfect opportunity, and especially with Randall Cobb being out, there's going to be a lot of Christian Watson, and his hands are just not there yet. That's why they run a lot of jet sweeps for him. If the team stops the run, takes care of the ball, and win that turnover battle, the commanders have, have a pretty good chance at winning this game. Guys, this is the Back Row Commander Show. Appreciate everybody for listening. Please subscribe. Please share. If you're listening on the audio version, please leave me a rating and a five-star on Apple. I, I, look, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate all the love. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Hopefully, we come back talking about a victory Monday. Hopefully, the commanders win this game. I'm actually excited for this game because we got a little bit of change. It might work. It might not work. I'm just glad that – I'm not glad that Wentz got hurt because I never wish injuries on anybody, but I am glad that the team has gone in a different direction. Okay? Let's see what Heineke can do in these next four games. If it doesn't work out, if we continue to lose, then guess what? Everybody's dreams is Sam Howell. So you guys are going to get your Sam Howell at some point in the season. I love y'all, and I'll catch you guys on that next episode. Peace.